Hello, welcome to Start of Tuesdays, episode 9. I'm Abhilasha Chahan and today with me is Sachin Bhatia. Sachin is CEO and co-founder of Truly Madly, one of India's top matchmaking and dating app. Before this, Sachin co-founded Make My Trip, India's leading travel website. Today, we'll be talking with Sachin on starting a startup. If you prefer to watch this talk, you'll find the links below in show notes. So, let's get started. Thank you so much for your time, Sajin. Please tell us a little about yourself and Truly Madly. Okay, so my name is Sachin Bhatia. I'm the CEO and co-founder of uh, Truly Madly. Uh, before this, uh, I co-founded a company called Make My Trip, which is India's largest online travel company and now listed on, uh, on NASDAQ. Uh, so Truly Madly is, uh, is essentially a dating app, uh, but with two very key differentiators. So uh, one is that we offer only verified profiles of singles. So we let only singles on to keep all the married people uh, off the app. And second, we offer real compatibility matching versus just making it based on looks and location. We actually send you a curated bunch of uh, matches every day based on your interests, based on your likes, uh, etc. And it's a learning algorithm that we build. So based on what you like and reject, the kind of profiles you like and reject, we send you uh, more profiles, you know, similar to what you uh, what you like. So that, in a nutshell, is what uh, Truly Madly is about. Okay, so how's your early days in Make My Trip? Uh, early days were interesting. I think uh, there was no real startup culture at that point in time. We started uh, Make My Trip in two thousand. Uh, uh, it was uh, uh, it was refreshing. It was interesting. It was something very new. Uh, uh, Indians were just discovering uh, the internet and the web. Uh, there were obviously issues around uh, you know slow internet speeds, low credit card penetration. So it was a bit of a uh, bit of a haul to you know convince people first to come online, then to convince them to you know buy travel online, and then finally convince them to buy you know from our brand, which was Make My Trip. Uh, but yeah, it, I think uh, those ten years uh, when I was with Make My Trip, you know, obviously one one learned a lot, one understand understood you know uh, the mechanics of how an internet business, how e-commerce businesses work, and that's I think helped me in good stead uh, when I finally decided to launch Truly Matter. What has been the most surprising part of starting a startup for you? I think the most surprising part is that every day is a surprise uh, because I think uh, every day is new. Uh, there are new challenges. Uh, I think the internet uh, gives you very, very quick access, uh, unlike a traditional business rollout, which is either done city-wise or cluster-wise. The internet uh, suddenly gives you access to a very diverse, uh, you know, both in terms of geography and in terms of people. Uh, so I think every day is a surprise. Every day is a learning. Uh, there's something new uh, which which crops up every day. Uh, so I wouldn't pinpoint one specific thing. Uh, but I think just the nature of, uh, of an internet business uh, lends itself to kind of shocking and surprising every day. Yeah. So what do you think? What should one know before starting a business? I think uh, there's, uh, there's no one specific thing. Obviously, it's a high risk, uh, you know, it's a high risk, high return category. Uh, and uh, you need to have that self-realization. Uh, that your DNA is attuned to, you know, taking higher risks and obviously, hopefully, hopefully, uh, getting higher returns or getting no returns. You know, I think one or two out of every ten startups uh, has some level of success. So that's really the, you know, the fail rate is is fairly high. So as long as one is prepared for that, 
you know, that just makes you stronger, builds character, etc. So that, that's what I would say. Okay, do you think founders should bootstrap as long as possible or look for funding early on? I think uh, bootstrapping has its advantages, but obviously if somebody is ready to give you money uh, and pull you out of that, uh, out of that bootstrap mode, uh, you know, nothing like it. Obviously, uh, bootstrapping for some time is important because it teaches you how to live a little frugally. Uh, and I guess every startup will go through ups and downs. So I think if you know that early learning that you have while the venture is bootstrapped helps you in the downturn. So even if you know you're bootstrapped, you get funded, there will be a downturn. There will be a time when money will be tight, and those learnings then you know are very very useful in kind of carrying on, uh, continuing. Uh, so I think there are uh, bootstrapping is 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 great. Like I said, it builds builds character. But the quicker you can raise money. There's no harm in doing that. <laughs> uh, what are some of the common mistakes entrepreneurs and marketers make with their marketing strategy? Uh, I think uh, the biggest one is uh, really not talking to consumers. So typically, I see a lot of entrepreneurs have spoken to friends and family, uh, you know, people they immediately know in their circle, and based on that, uh, come up uh, with business ideas uh, or marketing ideas. Uh, I think. Uh, one has to really go out there and speak to tons and tons of people. I remember when we were even toying with the idea of Truly Madly, we went out uh, directly and indirectly through through primary and secondary research, spoke to nearly 5,000 people across the country. And that's when we realized the real need lies uh, for the 18 to 26 year olds uh, when it comes to discovering people, etc. Uh, so I think that's the biggest mistake not having key insights uh, so one is one is from business perspective and secondly from a marketing perspective when you're creating marketing campaigns uh, when you're briefing agencies uh, there has to be a key insight a marketing insight a consumer insight which is very very critical and not having that uh, and i see a lot of uh, creative briefs which are without any insights you know which uh, pretty much uh, try to tell the agency or the communication partner or your internal team on what to do without the backing of that very very core uh, insights that's fundamentally uh, you know that, that that's very critical yeah what three things should every marketer keep in mind when starting a campaign uh, I think again, going back to my earlier point, having that key insight, uh, understanding uh, what your customers want, uh, and then obviously testing out different pieces of communication with customers. So you might have a campaign idea, you might have an idea for the communication, but the communication can be put across in different ways. Now, which way would be acceptable to your core audience has to be tested out. You don't know what will succeed, what will not, right? Uh, and I think that's very important. And for that, fundamentally, one has to uh, have a cluster of people who represent, you know, different demographics, uh, which which a marketer is uh, is addressing, and go with these ideas, uh, you know, with these with these pieces of communication to them, and see what is working, what is not working. It might be fine-tuning just one single word in that piece of communication, right? And that could make a make a huge difference. So I think those are a couple of things one needs to kind of be aware of. Okay, so what advice on building company culture do you have for founders? You see, culture, culture is, I think, honestly, something very personal. Uh, culture is really, uh, is really, really top-down in a way. Uh, culture is something which the founder or the founding team is about. So you have to be true to yourself 
if you're true to yourself uh, is only when you can be true to you know your team so if your uh, nature is uh, you know uh, say aggressive volatile etc uh, then that will define your company culture i'm not saying that's wrong or right but that is what will define your company culture uh, if your uh, you know if your inherent dna is that of a consensus maker is that of taking people along then that is what uh, will be the company culture so i think one has to be aware uh, of uh, of one's own personality of how one wants to you know what does one want from that culture that one wants to build in the company uh, and then obviously bring everyone together to follow you know that culture uh, so uh, at, at truly madly for example uh, it's all about openness it's all about sharing uh, it's all about uh, you know empowering women uh, uh, you know that's what the app does in a way right uh, the app uh, empowers women keeps them safe and that's those are elements of that is what you find in our culture so you won't find any cabins or rooms in this entire office so it, a lot of this starts from your workspace and how you then uh, you know uh, build culture around around that mm-hmm. what's most useful piece of advice you've ever heard like i said it's about being true to yourself uh, and uh, building businesses around what one truly believes and not building businesses uh, the way you know the people want you to build the business or investors want you to build the business so it's i guess yeah it's really about being true to yourself uh, what you believe and how that translates into you know a business idea so yeah oh yeah so what was the biggest motivator for you in your 20s to lead an intense life to get where you are now yeah i think uh, in your 20s uh, one doesn't think that deeply to be honest uh, one obviously wants to i uh, see you need to know what you want from life right so either you want uh, the comfort of of a of a career of a job uh, with a, a very predictable you know progression in your uh, in your career at the work front uh, you know a salary a fixed salary every month or you want to say hey i'm willing to take a risk uh, i'm in my 20s i don't have a family to support and i'm and if that's the right time really to you know probably start your entrepreneurial journey uh, so yeah so i think uh, the realization that uh, entrepreneurship is exciting uh, entrepreneurship uh, can lead to you know uh, to to different things to to interesting opportunity so i think that was the real motivator obviously uh, you know there's money there's success all of those are our motivators but i think it was uh, that belief in doing something different uh, it was the belief in doing something which will actually have a huge impact and i think make my trip uh, had a huge impact it changed the way uh, you know people look at travel people buy travel and people eventually travel uh, it encouraged a lot of people to uh, you know because it made it so easy it encouraged a lot of people to to take multiple trips a year go on holidays take weekend breaks etc and now again i truly madly i think we're changing the way people meet each other uh, we're changing the way girls now have an option uh, when it comes to choosing uh, you know the man in their life uh, uh, because inherently if you look at a girl's dna uh, when she goes to a store for example she will you know go through five six pairs of jeans and then maybe decide to pick up one pair of jeans or go to the shop next door guys will typically go into Levi's pick up a pair of jeans and and come out so when it comes to uh, you know their hobbies their careers their interests girls exercise that power of choice but i think in india they were not exercising that power of choice when it came to men so 
So I think that's uh, the difference we made, and that those are the kind of things which uh, encourage me, which which motivate me personally. Interesting. Okay, so could you tell us most common characteristics among us, the most successful people you know? Uh, I think uh, the ability to work hard uh, and the ability to see through see through things, right? See through things uh, to its entirety, to its uh, to its end. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, start a marathon but don't end up finishing it, right? So I think uh, successful people finish what they start off to do. Uh, and that finish means having a lot of uphills, having downhills, having flat runs, just like uh, one has in a marathon. Uh, I think successful finishers are those successful people are those who, who finish that marathon, who finish that 21 kilometers or that 42 kilometers. So I think that's, yeah, it's, it's hard work and perseverance. Okay, could you suggest some books that you think every aspiring tech entrepreneur should read? Uh, I think I, there are tons of books here, but I think uh, recently I read uh, uh, the book on Elon Musk, uh, uh, which was uh, which was fairly interesting. Starbucks Experience is a great book uh, on how to start from scratch, uh, build an awesome brand, uh, and uh, even uh, this book by Devdutt Patnaik called My Geeka. I think there are a lot of parallels with business as an entrepreneur. If you to pick up, uh, uh, you know, similarities between. Uh, between what it says and, and, and business and entrepreneurial journey. So I think some of these books are, uh, at least uh, just among the new books, these are some of the books which are really compelling and everyone should read these. If you could go back to the beginning, what's one thing that you would change or do differently and why? I actually wouldn't change anything. Here. I've had a good run so far. I've been lucky, uh, maybe to some extent. Maybe I've taken some, uh, you know, some good decisions. I actually wouldn't want to you know, change, change anything uh, of the way I've lived my life or what I've achieved, what I've not achieved, opportunities which I've missed out on. Uh, I'm pretty content with, with what I have. Yeah. Here, if you'd known something when you started, you might have taken very, very different decisions, right? And those decisions, it's it's a butterfly effect. You know, you never know what those decisions would have resulted in. So I think uh, imagining uh, all of this probably... Uh, uh, makes little sense uh, really to me. So no, there's nothing I would I would have changed. Maybe the one thing I used to feel, uh, you know, we were three co-founders at uh, at Make My Trip, and none of us were techies. So we would keep dreaming that hey, we wish one of us had at least done comp science, and it would have you know uh, helped uh, helped us in the early days at least. So maybe somewhere if there was one thing, for that hey, maybe I should have done comp science. Listen to my dad done comp science when I was in. Uh, done science in school and then done bomb science after I finished school. But well, things have panned out okay, so no complaints. Okay, so what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs in college? Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, uh, have the clarity of what you want to do. Know yourself. Uh, know whether uh, you are a risk taker or not. If you are a risk taker, uh, I think uh, there's nothing like uh, setting off on an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial journey. But yeah, I would encourage them to at least finish their education. I meet a lot of young uh, aspiring entrepreneurs from, from some of the top tier colleges who want to you know, give up uh, studying and uh, get on to starting a company of their own. And I keep telling them that you know you you, you got admission into such elite colleges. Uh, people would give an arm and a leg to get into such colleges. Uh, finish that education, uh, and maybe even work for a couple of years because uh, you know make mistakes uh, uh, at other people's expense. Really, uh, get a couple of years of experience, and then obviously uh, you know if the entrepreneurial bug is still 
uh, strong, then then go and take that leap. Uh, so I think yeah, finishing that education is so knowing yourself, finishing your education, maybe working for a couple of years. I think it really helps uh, because everyone looks at outliers like Bill Gates or uh, Mark Zuckerberg who did not finish uh, college, but then those they are outliers. For 99.9 percent of the others, it probably helps to finish your education, get a couple of years of work experience, learn from that. Uh, it'll give you exposure. It'll you know give you insights into how organizations, how large large or small organizations work. And then obviously take the plunge. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, okay, thank you. Next week, I'll talk with Ritesh Banglani, partner at Stellaris Venture Partners. Before Stellaris, Ritesh was partner at Helium Ventures. Ritesh would be sharing his advice on early stage fundraising from his 15 years of experience in venture capital. As always, come back and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. To stay updated with all the latest happenings, you can follow me on Twitter. You'll find the link in show notes. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you next Tuesday.